Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Single Mom Dating and Bold Women Talking. Um, I want to wish you a happy Friday the 13th and happy full moon. I hope everybody isn't going too crazy out there and things are really good for you. Um, Tonight's episode is on commitment. And I realize that this is a really scary word, but I think more over than anything is I kind of want to discuss the different meanings of commitment. So now some people might think that the commitment I'm speaking of is in a relationship. Well, it can be in a relationship and a lot of times I think people get really scared of that word. I'm not I've never really understood why. I guess because I've always kind of thought that, you know, commitment meant so many different things. And for me, when it talked, when anyone talked about commitment, um, I took it as more of like a challenge, I guess, because I figured, you know, if I could be committed to my volleyball team in school, that was a good thing. If I could be committed to my schoolwork, that was a good thing. If I could be committed to, you know, um, anything I was doing, um, like doing a really good job, um, that that really meant something, right? So if you can be committed to all of these things, I guess I never understood why people took it so negatively when it was spoken about in the relationship and dating form. Like it became such a negative. And I guess tonight what I really would like to do is start bringing that word when it comes to dating and relationships back to the positive. And the way I would like to spin this for tonight is I would like people to start thinking about commitment and what that actually really means to them. So if you can be committed to your your soccer team or, or volleyball team or your baseball team, if you can be committed to your children, if you can be committed to your animals that you have at home, if you can be committed to your work that you hopefully love, um, like your job, your career that you hopefully love, Um, If you can be committed to, you know, your personal health, then I think when you start viewing it like that, you can really start focusing in on, okay, well, how do I feel happy, positive, um, uplifted, and like you're gaining something when you're being committed to another person? You would never show another person, hopefully, that you work with a lack of commitment. I'm hoping that you would never, you don't show people lack of commitment when it comes to, you know, completing a challenge. So to be committed to running a race or um, winning a soccer game. You you have people, including yourself, depending on you in these situations. So commitment really needs to be 
I think first and foremost, an inside job. Because if you can't be committed to yourself and those things that are really important in life, how in the heck are you going to be committed to somebody in a relationship? Because this is past, I think, dating. How are you going to be committed to somebody in a relationship? Likewise, how are you going to be committed to the dating process? How are you going to show up? So tonight, I guess, I want to take that word commitment back because it's not a scary word. It's not a bad word. It's not a negative word. It's a, it's a huge word. But we need to start reframing. and looking at what it truly means to be committed. And I would like that to start with yourself. So let's start small. So, you know, you've been wanting to make that commitment to go to the gym. And maybe it's just for half an hour to start out with. You've got to start somewhere. And little by little, You make that first day and you make that half an hour and that's an accomplishment. And then you keep progressing. So say in a month's time, you've decided, okay, I've been doing this for a month. I've been going half an hour, twice a week. I'm now going to recommit to this effort and start going to the gym an hour, twice a week. And then build from there. Because when we throw ourselves into something, sometimes, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but sometimes what this can do is freak our system out. Mind, body, and soul freaks, right? Because, oh my gosh, this is too much. I'm gonna be so sore the next day. And we start then, talking ourselves out of this commitment and I think the same thing can happen with relationships when and dating especially and we're starting to get down a road in the dating process with somebody and all of a sudden it feels too good they're too amazing they're too good to be true I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop I'm you know, liking this person, mind, body, and soul. I like the way um, this person makes me feel. I like making love to this person. The sex is incredible. And then slowly the past or what they've been used to starts creeping in. Oh, well, you know, what if this turns out like my last relationship? Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for doing this. Oh, there's so many, you know, there's all of these negative things that start creeping in for people because I think sometimes maybe they haven't done their work to release that and let go of it. Or they don't understand that those feelings are natural. But what you need to do with it is instead of jumping the gun and breaking it off with that person, you need to sit with the emotion and be like, where is this coming from? Where is it coming from? Does this belong here? Is this from my past? And am I willing to sacrifice the present 
and a possible future with this person for a momentary freak out. Now, at the moment, it may not be within your control, but once you learn to like sit with it, understand it, breathe, because the breath is so important in these moments, always coming back to the breath and understanding that it's not the end of the world. The shoe is probably not going to drop unless you drop it, because at the end of the day, you're the one holding the shoes. And you're the one that if something's going to happen, you're sabotaging it. And you have a choice in that. Are you going to choose to examine what's going on and see, okay, well, is this the commitment that I'm looking for? And if it is, it is your job and your duty, I think, to heal whatever is going on in that moment. Ask for help, whether that's, you know, contacting a friend and saying, look, I'm dating this person. I really like them but I have these emotions going on and I have this stuff going on inside my head. What do I do? And I'm not talking just anybody. I'm talking like your best friend who loves you through everything, who has those words of advice and is willing to offer them in those moments that you're going through when you're having a freak out or an anxiety attack about it, or, you know, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop and you know, it's irrational, but you just can't help yourself. And because you've come out of this relationship with your ex and it was so, you know, they didn't pay attention to you. They didn't give you what you needed. They didn't, you know, um, they weren't there for you the way you needed. They didn't love on you the way they needed. They didn't honor you, your, your sacredness as a man and a partner or a woman and their partner, right? Like everybody is, is, is sacred and everybody should be held that way. And it's really sad that we live in a world where that is really expendable and we do not help men be their higher selves or we do not help women be their higher selves. We each have different roles in this life and I think it's time that we really understand those and start bringing those to the table and start nurturing that in each other rather than, oh well, your masculinity makes you strong and an asshole and you know, just because you're maybe a little more macho than somebody else like it, it's under it's understanding I think where we have every right to be feminine and men have every right to be masculine it doesn't make us less it doesn't make us more and men have every right to have emotions and feel emotions just like women have every right to have emotions and feel emotions and just because she's crying it doesn't make her crazy or anything like that or if a man's crying it does not let me repeat this and be really clear if a man is vulnerable enough to cry in front of you that does not make him weak it does not make him weak it is an incredible honor when a man trusts you enough to allow you to hold him while he sheds tears. It is then our job as a woman to allow him to have his moment 
let him cry it out and shut the fuck up because he's trusting you you're then there to help him to his higher self just like if the roles were reversed it's natural for a woman to cry by today's society and it is natural for a man to hold her while she cries but both parties deserve the same right both parties deserve the same rights the last guy that I dated trusted me enough to allow one of these moments and although him and I didn't make it and we're no longer dating I still look at that as one of the most incredible honors I've been gifted with in a long time he trusted me enough to be vulnerable enough in a moment where he had feelings from his past welling up to cry in my arms and just be there and you know I hope I hope that he will look back on that and say you know she really cared about me she really cared about me because it was both of us doing that okay I'm, I'm being committed to this moment and I'm allowing his I'm allowing to have him to have his moment and I'm being committed to this I'm not going to walk I'm not going to run I am going to be quiet and I'm going to let him talk about what he needs to and I'm going to you know just be there so I think that's one thing where when we're talking about commitment well we get to choose how that's going to look for us and have the ability to be committed to the relationships that come our way whether it's for a month or two months but to be committed to you know, exploring that person, be committed to being happy with that person, be committed to having fun with that person, be committed to also being authentically ourselves, because that's huge. Once we discover ourselves and our ability to be committed with ourselves, it is so much easier to be committed to other people. It's then not a scary word, it's not a negative word, it's not a, you know, it's just a place of being. I'm committed to a happy life, I'm committed to a fun life, I'm committed to, you know, the, all those things that make me a great woman. I have great boundaries, I'm committed to my boundaries. Um, you know, although not to be, I guess, rigid in any of it because things you know should be allowed to ebb and flow and 
you know, maybe sometimes boundaries are going to change because you are exploring a dating life, but you're committed to exploring that dating life and to see how that works. So I want you to think about not only commitment, but any of those other scary words that come out. Um, and you know, let me know. I want to know what words in our vocabulary that we hold today scare you. Is it love? Commitment? Is it, um, yeah, those big words that scare people. I want to know what words scare you and if you've done anything to um, unscare yourself. I guess, and how you've learned to move through those words and adapt them into your life. And, you know, like even the word happy for some people um, can be a really scary word. Let me know your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. Likewise, if you have any questions or have any ideas of what you'd like to hear on my podcast, send me a message. You can reach me both on my website at Mindful Bliss and hit let's talk and send me a message that way or you can reach me at mindfulblissmama at gmail.com I will make sure to put all of this information in the notes for this evening and yeah please feel free to get get in touch with me I'd love to hear from you have a good night and happy full moon This segment was brought to you by 4 Dirty Monkey Soapworks, a handmade bath and body product company out of Victoria. Please see their details in my notes of the podcast.